Hey guys, welcome back. I know it's been a while. Life has been a little crazy, but I'm back and I'm going to be bringing you guys some great new content. We're going to go into some shorter form content that's going to give you guys some great tips to kind of live that healthy lifestyle that you've always wanted, as well as some long form content that's going to be interview style that's going to share other people's stories and how they use that to create a healthy lifestyle. So I'm really excited to bring this to you guys. Don't forget, if you haven't already listened to the first four episodes, that's going to really break down who I am, why I am so passionate about what I do. So you're going to get a lot of information. You're going to really get to know me. So go listen to those and come back and catch this next episode. Hey, beautiful friends, Faith here, and you're listening to my podcast, Redefine Beautiful. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired to learn from your past, tackle your fitness journey on a deeper level, and most importantly, redefine what we've been told is the definition of beauty for so many years. Together, we are going to address the mindset of fitness and discover the beauty that is in each and every one of us. So let's dive in. So today we're going to be talking about how to juggle family life with a fitness lifestyle. Part of the main thing with that is when we start a fitness lifestyle, we have that mindset of it has to be all or nothing. Anything that you're jumping into, it's a lot of the reason why that they don't work because we're like, we have to be 100% into nutrition, 100% into our workouts. And that's not the case. It's not the case at different parts of your fitness lifestyle. And that's what makes it a lifestyle. So different seasons are going to bring about different amounts of time that you're able to give to said program that you're doing or just a healthy lifestyle in general. So we just need to get out of that mindset of we're either all in or we're not in at all. So what this is going to do when we're just we sit there and we say, hey, we can focus on this during the season of life. We can focus on nutrition. That's all I can really give time to in this season of life, whether it be for the next couple weeks, next couple months, that's what we're, we're able to give our time to. And that way, when you do have more free time, you're not completely starting from scratch because you've already been in your nutrition. So you have a good handle on that. You're doing well with that. And then when you have that time, you can throw in your workouts and things like that, because things are going to be different. So, you know, you might start off headstrong come January And then, you know, come March, the kids are having to go to different sports at different times and your schedule's all out of whack. So you might not be able to do workouts and nutrition, but you can focus on, okay, I'm going to focus on getting my water in each week. I'm going to focus on eating better. And that's just going to be my focus for right now. And one thing, once things slow down, then I can throw back in my workout. So again, that's going to change from time to time. It's not, you know, something just because you start a program. That's the only time you can only do part of it at any part of your journey. It's okay to step back a little bit, but I encourage you to hold on to a little bit of something. That way, when you are ready, you're not starting from ground zero and getting really overwhelmed. So now we're going to take that and go into how we're going to use nutrition and workouts with our family. A lot of times as women, we have children and we have a husband and they need our attention you know, we wear a lot of hats. We are, you know, a lot of times the cook, we are the the housekeeper. We're the one, you know, taking the kids back and forth to different things. So a lot of times we put ourselves on a back burner, whether that be with our workouts or whatever the case may be, we don't get to spend a lot of that time on ourselves. So I'm going to talk to you today about ways that you can incorporate your family 
into your healthy lifestyle, which is going to make it easier and more attainable. So you don't feel like you are taking time away from them once you already have such a busy schedule. So when it comes to nutrition, just some key tips here. I know a lot of people say XYZ is not going to work for me because I can't make two meals for my family. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to make two meals for your family. A lot of times people say, well, my kids are just really picky. I know they won't eat that. And I'm like, how do you know they won't eat that? Because my recipes personally are spinoffs of a typical recipe that you would have made anyways that your kids would eat. Switch out a couple of those ingredients, make it healthier than the original recipe. And so it still leaves all the flavor, but you're just not getting as much as the added fat and added sugars that you don't necessarily need to still have that great flavor. I encourage you to find recipes that work for you as well as your family. That's going to help you with your goals, but it's also going to be something that your family eats. I know for sure there's no way I would make two meals, but you know, our kids have never had that. Our thing has always been, you know, you're going to eat what we have for dinner or you're not going to eat. That's just kind of how it goes. And I know it sounds harsh, but if you start that way, they don't know anything else. So they eat the food. They, they know that they don't want to go to bed hungry. You know, we are big dessert eaters, so they know they have to eat their dinner if they want to get dessert. So it's just kind of something that we've always had in place and it works well for them. Now, if you are somebody who has in the past been in that kind of mindset of making two separate meals or just making meals that cater to them, it might be a little different of a transition, but it's not impossible. Just start to try to find, again, recipe alternatives to things that you know that they'll eat. If you know they're really big on chicken nuggets, you know, you might have different variations of chicken nuggets that you can make. If you are using one of my recipes, I'm telling you whatever you're looking for, just about you're going to find a healthier alternative that my family has definitely eaten and enjoyed. So, you know, just take that into account. Make one meal. Don't make it more complicated than it has to be. Find meals that are going to work for both your family and yourself. It's definitely going to help keep you in line with that and make it easier and attainable because again, we're so busy. We don't have time to make two meals. Some days I don't even know if I feel like I have time to make one meal, let alone two. Next thing, we talk about not dividing our time. We've been at work and school all day. Now we don't want to give up that time that we have to spend as a family to do these other things. So, you know, one thing, dinner time is such a big time with our family because sometimes that's the only time where we're all sitting down together. We're talking about our days. Before that, it's chaotic. You're doing homework. We got nap times and things like that. And then afterwards, it's rushing to get baths and get to bed on time and all those things. Use this time as a way to incorporate your family instead of saying, oh, I have to do this. So I'm going to put you over here. You got to watch the TV or you're going to go do this. What I recommend is let them help you cook. Now, my two-year-old helping cook and my nine-year-old helping cook are very different, but we have a good time. A lot of times what I'll do with Clark is I'll just give her something that she can just kind of play with. We aren't going to eat that food, whether it be a bowl of cheese. If you guys caught my live cooking class there was one episode, she was just going to town on some cheese. So she was playing with it. She was making her cheese wrap. She was having a good time. So just giving them something where they feel like they're a part of it. Not only is it good because you get to have that time together, but it's also teaching them a good relationship with food, that it can be fun, that it can be tasteful and things like that. So you're, you're already building a core foundation for them. So when they get older, they're not going to have these negative connotations with food. And in that same Breath, I want to say that it's important to not label food as good or bad or healthy and unhealthy with your kids because, again, they're picking those up. And once they get older, that's going to be how they see food instead of seeing food as fuel. And another big thing, just a 
just take this with you guys. Food should be considered in the whole context of your diet, not in isolation. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, healthy foods, it's, it's relative to how you've eaten the whole day. People ask, okay, is cream cheese unhealthy? Well, what else did you eat today? Because it might not be healthy for you today, but that doesn't make it unhealthy per se. So get out of that mindset of labeling food that way and start to teach our kids food is fuel. It is good for us. We can have a variety of it. We want lots of color. We want lots of texture and we can eat lots of different things and still live a healthy lifestyle. Now, another thing that we do for, especially for Clark, Ella, again, she's nine. She's not as hard to please, but I like to, for Clark, make the plate fun for her. So if we're having something like a chicken wrap, that's going to have some different things in it. I typically will break that out and I'll do like peppers in one spot and then the chicken in one spot. And then she's a big sauce eater. I'll give her some sauce to dip it in. She's good to go. Sometimes your plate for your kids might look a little different than it looks for obviously us. Again, they're still eating the same thing. You're not making a separate meal. You're not doing any extra work here. You're just arranging it a little different for them because her holding a big old burrito isn't as realistic. It's going to fall out anyway. So she likes that. She likes to be able to grab and things like that. These are just ways that are going to help you. Not only are you making them a part of dinner, but then you're making it where they're, again, building a great foundation and you're making one meal for the entire family. So you're getting time back, all good things. And I will say it does help when you have a spouse who's on the same page. And for us, I do most of the cooking now. Evan might disagree. Sometimes I make him cook, but I do majority of the cooking. So I get to pick what we eat and, and he doesn't really complain. Again, it's easier when, you know, your husband's all on board. Evan and I have really started to cut back going out to eat. We realize that that's where we spend so much money and then a ton of time in the car, you know, going to pick it up. So we've realized, you know, just cooking at home does bring us that time together as a family where, again, we're all kind of in the kitchen, whether one of us is like doing the dishes and the other one's cooking. We're all in there together. We have been able, we have switched to only going out to eat one day a week and uh, whether that be takeout or going somewhere to eat, but it has really given us a lot of time back as a family and to really focus at home and Again, our time isn't spent in the car picking things up and things like that. So that might be helpful for you as well. Maybe try that. We don't even miss the going out to eat because, you know, we have uh, just about any recipe I want. I can whip up and make a, a version for us that we enjoy. So now flipping to the workouts and family. Again, it's kind of that same concept. You know, it's hard to say, hey, I've spent all day at work. They spent all day at school. Even dinner was, you know, we just want to use some time with the family, even on the weekend. And I totally get that because I've been in that situation where I feel like I feel torn. I'm like, should I do this? Or, you know, and a lot of times workouts aren't super long, but it's still that time that I want to be spending with my family. So you have a couple different options. You can definitely wake up early and get your workout in before the family's awake. Sometimes that works for people. For me, I definitely go to bed later than most. So for me, it is a lot harder to wake up in the morning. So that isn't an option for me, might not be an option for you either. Or you can go and do your workout when they go to bed. But I will tell you again with me and Evan, we're trying to work out together. But a lot of times, you know, when the kids are asleep, that's usually when we're doing our work. We both work from home. I use nap time. And when they go to bed to do the bulk of my work and during the day, I'm just hands in with Clark. And then weekends, obviously both girls. So you can wake up early. You can work out after they go to bed. But if that isn't an option, again, that's not something that we are currently doing. I have in the past done both of those. But what we have found that is working very well for us, Evan has been working out with me again. So 
that makes it, it's, it's definitely more motivating when you have your partner that's, you know, wanting to work out with you. And so it's motivating because a lot of times it's like, Hey, I'm showing up for this workout with or without you. And they're like, well, I don't want you to do this without me. So they're more often to show up as well as you. So go ahead and doing your workouts with your spouse. Just another time for you guys to hang out, but we don't have to leave it at just the spouses. If you want to throw your kids in there as well, that is what we have been doing. We, a lot of times are going to go ahead and we're going to start our dinner. We're going to start prepping, do whatever we need to do to cook, typically get whatever we need in the oven. And then we are working out while that's cooking. And then we're wrapping up as that cools down. And then we're going to go right into eating dinner. So we're all doing it together. We're all running around. We're having a good time. Both the girls like to handle the weights. Not only am I able to spend that time with my husband, but I'm also able to spend that time with my girls. We're not worried about dividing that time. So if you can do that, I highly recommend. Again, I have a two-year-old and a nine-year-old. So it might look different for you depending on what age your kids are. But it seems to work well for us. And hopefully that's an option for you guys as well. Then on the other side, so you don't have to do your typical workout. Your workout for the day and even on the weekends doesn't have to be, you know, one of your Simply Fit workouts or whatever workout program you may be doing. It doesn't have to be one of those workouts. If you want to take the kids to the trampoline park, go jump with them. That is a workout. That is a solid workout. But even going for a family walk, that counts as a workout. Playing flag football or running around outside, that is a workout too. And I think sometimes we're so set and our workouts have to be X, Y, and Z that we forget that our workouts can look different on the weekends. They can look different when we're hanging out with our family, but that doesn't mean that we're not getting active. You know, if our goal is to reach three workouts a week, going for those walks, playing with the kids in the backyard, those count as workouts as well. So don't discredit the stuff that you are actually doing when you think you're like, I'm not getting around to my workouts, so I'm getting discouraged. When in reality, you're probably working out a little bit more than you think, especially, you know, if you have younger kids, you're chasing around, all that stuff adds up. So you're not sedentary, you're, you're moving around, and that does make a difference. Big takeaways here, make sure you include your family where you can, you know, whether that be, you know, having them join you when you're making stuff, or just letting them play around while you're working out, or getting outside with them. I know right now it might be a little cold, so that might not be an option, but there are tons of indoor things. You can go skating, all sorts of different things that you can be doing with your family that you get to check the box that you're hanging out with your family as well as staying active and living a healthy lifestyle. And again, your kids get to pick up on this. They, they see you living an active lifestyle. They see you making good food. They see you eating at home as a family, which I think is super important. Life gets busy. Things are chaotic. And sometimes that's not always an option. But when it is, just take full advantage of it. Sit at the dinner table with the TV off. Talk to each other. Enjoy each other's company. So I hope that you guys found this helpful. I know a lot of us, that is our biggest struggle is getting through any sort of program, but getting through these weeks, I know it's easy to feel discouraged because you want to choose your family over stopping for a workout or things like that. But the truth is you don't have to choose one over the other. You can combine the two wherever you see fit. Again, depending on the ages of your kids, that might look different, but wherever you can squeeze them in, it's not only good for you, but it's also good for them. And then your goals aren't put on the back burner anymore. You're important. You still have that thing that you're doing for yourself. So keep that up. Keep doing that. Don't get discouraged. Also, again, remember, it's okay if you have to step back from certain areas. You don't have to be all in all the time to be successful. So do what you can. Be proud of what you can get accomplished. Sometimes that might mean 
Okay, we're gonna do one workout a week. And I know some people feel like, well, what's the point if I'm only doing one? Well, one is better than zero. So don't have that mindset that if I can't even make two, that I shouldn't do any at all, because that's not the case. Again, remember that you're probably doing more workouts than you think, so keep that up. You guys are doing amazing. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. It means the world to me. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, who also happens to be my husband, Evan, for making this podcast possible. If you're ready to kickstart your own fitness journey, be sure to head over to www.redefinebeautifulpodcast.com to sign up for one of my free programs. Until next time, stay beautiful.